Singapore's budget 2021 was announced on February 16 by Deputy Prime Minister Heng Swee Keat, with the government projecting an overall budget deficit of 2.2% of GDP. This deficit is much lower than a consensus median range of 4%. To help us get a perspective of the size of the fiscal deficit, we asked our regional economist Chuak Bin if he himself was at all surprised by the lower estimate. Yes, I think the fiscal deficit of just 2.2% of GDP for this uh, current fiscal year was was below our expectations. You know, we were expecting roughly about 4%. Uh, still, you know, that deficit means that it has um, fallen quite sharply from the roughly 14% of last year. Uh, so I think the government's uh, support, particularly for the job support scheme, is um, has been tapered down quite a bit. Perhaps coming in slightly below our expectations. Uh, they have only decided to extend it for six months. It will cost only 700 million for the extension. We were expecting maybe two billion. Bear in mind that the job support scheme that was spent so far is 25 billion, right? So an extension that was just 700 million is actually quite uh, limited. Uh, they have extended it for the worst hit sectors, uh, aviation, hospitality, but that support has been brought down from 50 to 30 percent. Uh, and then for the tier two, you know, which includes some of the FMP. Uh, retail stuff, excluding you know, supermarkets, excluding online, that support will come down to 10%, and that's just for one quarter, right? and then it drops to zero. And then for the rest of the economy, um, you know, financial services, infocoms, and so on, that support will drop to essentially zero you know, after March. So it's a, it's a bigger drop-off. Uh, you could read it in different ways. You could think that the government is actually a bit more upbeat on the recovery, the fourth quarter GDP numbers did uh, come in better than expected. Um, there are three sectors, they're already expanding quite nicely, the manufacturing, you know, financial services, as well as Infocom, and that the government is a bit more confident about the recovery given the vaccine rollout. You know, we've vaccinated 250,000 people of the population. It looks like Singapore will achieve herd immunity by the fourth quarter. Uh, so from that point of view, and perhaps the government also decided that, you know, it has fiscal room anyway. If things do turn out to be worse, I can always call for a second budget. They, they called four budgets last year. And if necessary, I can you know, still provide further support. But the support has not gone away. The support has shifted to different priorities. Uh, last year was about relief. This year, I think, is about you know, preparing for the future, right? Whether it's upskilling the workers or it's also transforming the firms. So a lot of this is, uh, you know, and on creating good jobs, creating new jobs, as opposed to saving jobs. So from that viewpoint, the base case is that current budget projections are adequate as herd immunity will be achieved by fourth quarter this year. But on the flip side, if events do not turn out as expected, how would that scenario complicate the government's efforts to manage a fiscal cliff? I think it's, uh, it can be managed because the government can always uh, come in if necessary. If things turn out for the worse, and the economy suddenly you know, turns down sharply for whatever reason. And remember, a lot of the support from last year, actually the payout, like the job support scheme, um, and some of the hiring incentives are still being handed out this year, essentially. You know? So that stimulus, the fiscal multiplier effect, wasn't just for last year, but still going to play out this year. So there's quite a bit of a support still. And remember, a lot of the extensions as well in terms of the in terms of the bank loan moratorium, right, and uh, and to be flexible about restructuring the terms, all that has been also extended into the middle of the, this year and some to the third quarter of this year. So I think uh, you know the, the the cliff is designed to be quite 
gently, gentle sloping, you know, so that there will be no wood shock and to allow, you know, um, yeah, companies to to also face the reality that some also have to adjust and cut, you know, and downsize to the to and, and right size as well. Um, yeah, so I think the fiscal cliff for now is, is sort of manageable. So with the state of Singapore's economy, what would it then imply about MAS's FX policy and the Sing dollar? I mean, for the MAS FX policy, um, the next meeting is April. I think it's you know, fairly straightforward that since the recovery is still uh, is in a process, it's a, it's, a, it's a kind of gradual recovery that they will probably maintain the stance at the current neutral, uh, you know, neutral position. Right. So, and inflation is still, remember, you know, close to zero. So there is no risk on inflation side. Um, so I think for us, we think that uh, that is appropriate stance until it's clear that the economy is out of the woods, the pandemic is over, and that we can you know, go back to normal. Uh, it also means that the Sing dollar, which is currently you know trading roughly in the middle of the band, uh, may see still slight appreciation if the growth recovery materializes, especially if exports and trade in the whole Asian region continues to strengthen. So that could provide some upside support on the same dollar. It's also interesting what the debt, um, this new infrastructure bonds that, that the government is um, is going to be uh, issuing will do to the same dollar because uh, there's also interest from foreigners on uh, on these bonds, uh, which could be very long dated. You know, There will be funding infrastructure uh, the government put a cap on 90 billion over 15 years, which roughly means about six billion. This could be funding the airport or the or the MRT stations or the tidal, you know, the tidal walls. Uh, it does interest that also might provide some support for the for the Sing dollar. So, uh, yeah. So I think for now we are looking for the Sing dollar to, to still continue appreciating, but perhaps not at the rapid pace that we saw last year. Uh, but you know, I think we're looking at for three four percent appreciation against the dollar. Last but not least, we ask our Singapore Head of Research, Tillon, if there are any material changes on its investment outlook and select big caps. Although the budget is expansionary, there is no major direct impact uh, to the stocks we cover. Banks and land transport uh, should have the biggest indirect impact. Uh, what I mean by this is the continued support for vulnerable sectors and lower-income households uh, should be supportive for de-escalating NPL formation, especially taken together with a lot of the other uh, liquidity measures that are in place. Uh, we also see that uh, market share gains and fee income uh, opportunities uh, coming from initiatives such as the green bonds, as well as the regional investment uh, push that the government uh, talked about. For land transport, the structural shift to car light transport and more investment in public transport will support long-term demand. The job support scheme and driver relief schemes uh, should ease some of the margin pressures for uh, companies like ComfortDelGro. Uh, one of the things that was actually quite notable was the absence of any major measures for property or for REITs, um, and either from a positive point of view or from a negative point of view. The direct cash payments to lower middle-income households should be positive for consumer especially for supermarket companies uh, such as Dairy Farm, uh, Sheng Xiong, as well as some of the F&B operators such as Kofu. 